You're listening to the Master Photography Podcast. Welcome into the Master Photography Roundtable, part of the Master Photography Podcast Network. You're joined by thousands of photographers listening to this show who are all on the same journey to master their photography. I'm Jeff Harmon, the host for this episode, and am I, jo- I am joined, easy for me to say, by Mr. Yeah. Brent Berger. How are you, Brent? Hey, Jeff. Doing well. Good to be here. Uh, I'm so glad you could join me today. It's going to be a fun uh, discussion, I think, a, a good thing. I've wanted to tackle this topic for a while and share my enthusiasm for this piece of photography gear. Uh, and I, I don't think we've done this episode yet. So today's the day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's awesome. It's a, it's a really good thing because I'm sure there's a lot of photographers out there who may have heard us or other people just kind of tangentially mention this whole idea of an L bracket. But it's like, no, we're, we're going to help you understand <laughs> right. why we love these pieces of metal that are always attached to our cameras yes. and, and what they're good for. Yes. Okay. So it is my contention that every single photographer needs an L bracket. Do you agree with that statement, Brent? Well, I think so. Yes. I can't imagine <laughs> a time where I would say in this one, no, you don't need it. Uh-huh. I, it may be for those who are underwater photographers and you're putting your camera in an underwater housing. Okay. And if that's Maybe. all you do, then maybe you don't need an L bracket. But other than that, I think <laughs> an L bracket could be a huge benefit. Okay, let's take a little step back first. And we have tons of listeners who are kind of at the beginning end of their photography journey and may not really know what an L bracket is. And if you are a photographer who does know, they probably skipped the episode if they already know what the L bracket is. But if you hang on, even if you've got one, it's kind of good, I think, to just kind of remember why you have it and and go through it and and we'd love to hear like in the facebook group if when we post this episode if you have uh, comments about this like is there a situation you can think of where not only do you is it not an advantage it's a problem to have an l bracket i just i don't i don't know of one so let's go through this what is an l bracket so brent why don't you kind of describe it's hard in audio i think to really describe what these are, but let's give it our best shot. What, what's an L-bracket? Well, it's a device that allows you to connect. Well, it connects to your camera and it allows you to easily go back and forth between vertical mounting your camera on your tripod head mm-hmm. and your standard uh, you know, horizontal mounting of your camera. And certainly it attaches at the bottom of your camera and this is kind of one of the things that I say, just go ahead and get one already, because most of us, I think, already have some kind of quick release item that goes on our tripod. And so that's probably on your camera long term. And that sits along the bottom of your camera. And so this L bracket idea, it simply allows you to have something go up the left hand side of the camera. And that allows you to just quickly release it rotate it 90 degrees, attach it in again, and you have a nice solid vertically mounted camera. Yeah, we're going to talk a lot about like why this is such a a good piece of equipment to add to your kit. Um, But I wanted to just make sure they understood the L bracket. So it's it's called an L bracket. So I I hate it how in photography most of the time when when we uh, talk about gear, we've we've come up with these names and and they can make sense when you've got experience. But coming into this without the experience, you're like, what in the heck? One that comes to mind, intervalometer. 
I, yeah. you know, experienced photographers kind of know what that is. But when you say, hey, you're going to need an intervalometer to be able to do that, uh, uh, someone who doesn't have a lot of experience, like a water, <laughs> what, what was it you just said? I don't know what that is. And uh, couldn't spell it for, you know, search for it. They don't know what to search for. And so this is a, a fortunate thing where it's really simple. It actually matches the name. It's it's that piece of, it's usually metal. Do you know of any like that are plastic or anything, Brent? I've, I've only seen metal. Uh, yeah, I do not know of any L brackets that are plastic. Yeah. So that would be a surprise to me. Okay. So it's you, it's, it's metal. Maybe there's some really cheap stuff out there that's plastic, but it's, it's a metal bracket, uh, usually like colored black. They, or there's various colors, but it's not like, uh, a, a silverish metal. Usually, um, it's, it's painted and, and used probably so that it's weathered. You can put it out in the weather and not have it rust and stuff. And uh, and because most cameras are black too. <laughs> so so then right. it matches your camera. And um and and then it's just it's a really simple thing to mount it in the bottom. There's the tripod mount and for for people who are less experienced, there's a screw hole in the bottom of your camera uh where you can mount it's it's intended to mount a tripod to it. And that screw hole doesn't usually directly mount to like tripod legs. You could technically do that, but that would be uh, really tough to use your camera in that kind of a fashion. So there's usually some sort of a plate or something you have to have on your camera that will then fit into like a ball head. And we're going to talk a little bit more about some challenges that could be there as you get an L bracket. But that's really what it is. It's a piece of metal um, that's there. There's there's really there's usually two types of L brackets that are out there. There's the universal L brackets out there, and then there's L brackets that are custom engineered to fit your camera. And uh, Brent, has, have you tried out or have you, do you have any experience with a universal L bracket? I sure do. Okay. Yes. What's that like? It is a work in frustration. <laughs> okay. It is about the only simple way I can put it because you get it on there and life is good for a few shoots, a few shots, whatever. And you're all happy too because you saved a boatload of money. Uh-huh. And then after a while, it just starts to slip and it's just annoying as all get out. So uh, I don't know why a a standard tripod adapter plate, which isn't custom made, it can usually get put on there and it doesn't slip. But that L bracket thing, you, you put that on the vertical axis and it's just the, the something that's going on there where it just can't hold it just the same way as a custom made one does and it just starts to rotate and slip and it's just you might as well not have it anymore because it's not solid totally agree i went this i went down this path because it's the cheaper path that's why that's what made me go down the path and it was not long i think i decided within maybe two shoots of using it that this is not going to (laughs) work this is a problem so there's not only does it it just doesn't seem to hold or stay still and and be stable which is one of the biggest reasons to even get an l bracket in the first place Um, The other problem I've had with it is a lot of them block like functionality of your camera. They block either the ports that are on the side of the camera or some some kind of functionality is impacted because it's in the way of a button or or something where it's limiting the functions of your camera as long as it's on because it's not custom built to make sure that everything on the camera is accessible while it's in place and on. So it's super frustrating. And my recommendation, I know it's so appealing (laughs) for beginners or people that are starting out to be like, hey, this $30 L bracket looks great. Why shouldn't I use it? And maybe even has like lots of positive reviews on Amazon. 
I I just say don't do it. <laughs> there may yeah. be some kind of universal thing out there that that does work well, but the, every one that I've used, I could, there's only been one. But I never heard this like your story, Brent. You just affirmed every photographer I've talked to who's tried these things. They have not liked them. They have not worked out well for them. And it was better to have not spent the money on it than to have spent the tiny bit of money that it costs to buy it. So skip the universal, right? Yep. Yeah. Pretty much. Yes. I, unless, I mean, I can't even think again of another, uh, you know, kind of a thing where I always try and come up with that caveat to say, oh, you could do this, uh, if you have this type of camera or whatever. Basically, if your camera doesn't have one, if there's not a manufacturer that does one specifically for your model, that's about the only time I would say, right. sure, go ahead and try it out, see what you can do, maybe put some extra grippy stuff on the bottom so it doesn't rotate. But yeah, just treat treat yourself and uh, don't get a a generic one. Yeah. Okay. So I, I definitely want one that is custom engineered for your specific camera model. And that's not even like... You can't say something like even uh, I have a Canon camera, so as long as it's a Canon bracket, it's going to be good. No, it's, every, the bodies as they come out, the different model, the various models, they sometimes make changes in the bodies, and it it doesn't fit like it should. So you really need to make sure it's made specific to the body that you have, or that you know there were no changes made to the body. So I, I think, for example. Uh, I have a Canon ADD. Well, I think from the 70D to the 80D to the 90D, I don't think they really changed the body much. So that you, you might, and I could be wrong on that, but I don't think they did. And you might be able to get by um, with it not being like the the L bracket being stated as being made for one camera. But if you know that the body is hasn't been changed, then of course it's going to work. It's just the dimensions yeah. of the camera. Okay, let's get to why. Now that and, and I do want to say we're I am going to talk about some alternatives because they can be pricey, but I I have some experience with and have recommended for many years to other photographers who've also had good success with a couple of brands where you can save some money. So there it's not impossible to get something relatively inexpensive that will work really really well. But we'll we'll get there. Okay, let's talk about why. So I came up with uh, I thought of like let's see it's four yeah four different. No, three. Three different thing reasons why you should have an L bracket for your camera. And I think it can apply to all of them. And then kind of after I give the three reasons, I'll tell you why it still applies to even portrait photography where it may not seem like it does. It may feel like it's more targeted toward landscape use. But uh, Brent, if if you have any other reasons after we go through I, the three. I got one. Yeah. Okay, perfect. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So let's go through my three and then we'll, we'll add one. Okay. So the first one that I came up with is stable portrait orientation. And it doesn't take long of trying this out. So, so let's let's talk about like the normal, inexpensive tripod that you you can buy. Comes with a ball head. Like the ball head and the legs come in one package. That it's very. We're talking like you know seventy five, fifty bucks, something like that. Usually those tripods, uh, they may have a decent ball head, but the release plate that is built in there is like custom and proprietary. It's like uh, it, it's not so the the universal mount or the the mount that's more standard. It's it's called Arca Swiss, and that um, usually happens on tripods that are a bit more expensive. Not doesn't have to be drastically more expensive. And there's even some I I have a recommendation over on my website for one that's I think seventy dollars that is also Arca Swiss. So it is totally possible to get a tripod at a pretty inexpensive price that does have the Arca Swiss mount, but. 
usually they don't if you have a less expensive tripod especially if it came with your camera <laughs> if it's a if it's a kit tripod yeah uh it's going to be this release plate that is like non-standard and it doesn't take much like it's going to do okay for a little bit when your camera is positioned in landscape orientations so that's you know the the normal way we think of putting a camera onto a tripod um, then it, it, it can function, it can hold pretty well. You, you can make it work, but boy, when you rotate that, when you, when you want to put your camera in portrait orientation, so it's like more vertical and it usually means you have to like loosen the ball head and then find a slot on the side of the ball head where the tripod is allowed to like go bend, bend over to a full like 90 degree position away from landscape over to portrait orientation and, uh, and then try to stop it. And you'll see it almost immediately. The first time you try that, it just doesn't hold it. It doesn't hold the camera. You're putting weight on the ball head in a much different way and it, it slips. It does not hold um, not only the ball head weight, but also that release plate. It's screwed into that tripod mount on the camera. And now your camera is putting weight on like the direction of the screw itself. Instead of kind of uh, having gravity help you to hold things all together, it's now like opposing gravity. And it doesn't hold well either. It slips too. And so together between the two of them, trying to get your composition exactly where you want it and to hold in place for any any amount of time is is a losing battle. <laughs> it's not going to work well to be able to do that. So while it's technically possible to be able to move your camera from landscape to portrait orientation on pretty well any tripod, it just does. It wasn't built for and designed to really function that way. And it doesn't, it doesn't hold very well. And an L bracket can solve this problem. Um, do you, you have a similar experience, Brent with absolutely. Stable? And the other thing that is, going along with a stability item is everything you mentioned certainly makes sense but to to think about too when you have the bulk of your camera well your whole camera and lens yep off of the center mark of your tripod everything's out of balance and it might not be as stable anyway because you have things leaning off to the side now if you've got a massive tripod that probably isn't as big of a deal but if you've got a smaller travel type tripod, like my, um, I, I use the Manfrotto 190 Go uh -huh. uh, carbon fiber, and that's not a super small tripod, but it's definitely not my big one like my my uh, Enduro. And um, when I have that, if I were to put that over on end, it's just totally changes the nature of how stable that tripod is. So that's another issue too, where the L bracket, you're physically removing it off the the off the ball head release area you, you rotate the camera you stick it right back on and it's right on top of it and everything's still balanced well and then yeah you're not putting that stress on the ball anymore either as far as exactly how it's holding it and everything like that and it just makes a whole lot of basically a whole lot of sense to keep everything straight and well not straight but just centered so right, it's balanced right. well and everything is more solid yeah you're kind of able to use the tripod the way it was designed to be used without, you know, putting it in, in a compromising position. When you rotate yeah. that camera 90 degrees over so that it's in portrait orientation, it's, it's a little bit of a compromised position. Like, and I, I agree, you're right. That's something I didn't think of when I was writing on my show notes was it, it can make it so it's a little more tipsy, the, the whole yeah. tripod and everything. Cause it's, it's the weight is off, off balance now. 
Um, and that, that's another stability kind of issue. So yeah, it, it, listeners, if you've not seen or imagine that L bracket, that's, that's the difference. So, you know, you have that, that release plate that came with your tripod and it might be the custom non-standard, non-Arca Swiss kind of release plate. And even if that holds while you're horizontal, um, the, if you replace that release plate with this bracket that goes along the bottom of the camera and then wraps up on the left side, kind of an L shape, and the, the small portion of the L is on the left side, you can imagine then what you do with an Arca Swiss mount ball head is you just loosen the clamp on the ball head that's holding that Arca Swiss mount. And you rotate the camera and stick it right back into the same spot. And the tripod doesn't have to change. The tripod itself and the ball head does not have to change into a, a uh, portrait orientation. You just rotate the camera up onto the small portion of that L on the L bracket. And now it's it's held in place very securely just as the tripod was designed to do. Your tripod doesn't even know, right, <laughs> that it's, yeah, it's, right. it's switched from landscape to portrait orientation. It's it's just working. So it, it's a much better way to keep things stable. That's kind of the biggest reason for this. Um, you're putting your camera on a tripod so that you can get stability. And this in L bracket just makes it so that it can be more stable and give you more flexibility and freedom to have the um, – composition however you want whether it's landscape or portrait orientation okay my next one was transition speed and um it it seemed a little counterintuitive to me until i got some experience with this because it seemed like wow this thing's gonna slow me down (laughs) this thing's gonna make it so that i'm way slower to go from landscape to portrait orientation and sometimes i'm shooting like a sunrise and i don't have a lot of time i don't want to have to be i don't want to be cumbered um, with, with this slow transition and yeah, it's probably true. Brent, what do you think? If if you had a contest where like one photographer had the L bracket and one photographer had kind of the more normal thing and you, um, you were racing to see who can get their camera just flipped over to portrait orientation, who do you think would win? So the photographer who didn't have the L bracket and was prepared and had already set up their tripod or their their tripod head so that slot that allows them to go vertical if they had already had it set up to so they're ready they would probably win but i know more than nine times out of ten my tripod is never (laughs) in that position (laughs) when i want to go vertical it is such a huge pain because of like oh yeah i would have to totally rotate around this way and do whatever and it's just like nope i just have to go one knob because mine uses a screw knob type thing. It's not a clamp, another lever clamp. But I just have one knob. I loosen it, rotate the camera, tighten it back down. It takes not even 10 seconds to do, uh, probably closer to about four seconds to do. And I'm ready to go with a, with a vertical or horizontal, whichever I need to move to. Right. And, and I think if the objective is changed from just getting it into a portrait orientation and the objective instead is, no, I need to get it there and I need to make sure I get my composition set exactly where I yes. want it and have it hold, there's no contest. <laughs> Absolutely no contest. The L Absolutely. bracket is going to be faster every single time to get it in exactly where you want it and have it hold. Yeah, yes. for sure. Yep. Uh, in fact, because you don't have to deal with like the balance um, left, right uh, of the tripod, like you're not 
you're not loosening that ball head. So if you had it balanced before, you had it level how you yeah. want it, and now you're going to shift from landscape to portrait, that leveling is still there. You're not moving the ball head. You're just reattaching your camera on the with it being in portrait orientation, and that is a much better plan, a much better way to go. Okay. Yeah, good good th- thought on the idea of if you already do have your composition and your level, that's another, yeah, this is so, so much more fast because you're just going to effectively keep that composition. It's just you're cropping the sides and adding more to the top and bottom is effectively what it's like. And yeah, this is just so faster to keep it level and to keep it, you know, just right centered on your, your subject. So definitely a good point there. Yep. So that leads to the third one I thought of, and that is panorama accuracy. Uh, so this is definitely more for landscape photographers that it wouldn't apply to uh, other genres, really. But um, the same sort of thing that we just talked about, really, uh, it, when you balanced it out. So when you're going to do a panorama to make it so that you can throw away the fewest pixels possible when you have to straighten out those horizons, that's when you have to uh, to really you have to have that the base of the tripod really balanced and it has to be level. And then you can pan around and it's not hard to do landscape with pretty much any tripod as long as it has a, a bubble level that you can see something to level it out. Then you can you can get it leveled and then you can rotate around. It's called the nodal point. We're not, we don't need to get into the details here because that's it's yeah. not critical. But um, but when you have to rotate the camera then from landscape to portrait, now you're messing with that leveling because you don't know very well where the level is. You can do some things. There may be something on a ball head or the the release plate that's a bubble level, or there could be things that might be able to help you. But that's a super. It, it's just transparent and easy to be able to use an L bracket and switch between the two. And you don't have to relevel anything. It's already leveled, so that's it's a massive well, help. And also, if you do that again without an L bracket and you're rotating that around you're not rotating your camera on the axis of your center column or you know where the apex comes together for your tripod legs you're rotating a couple of inches off to the side and when you're trying to do a panorama you don't want to do that you want things as aligned as possible and certainly there's pano heads where you can get this dialed sure. in like just ultra perfect and we're not talking about that right we're talking about getting it close to to right close to perfect and today's software for most subjects close is good enough and you can get a really nice transition from you know one frame to the next but when you're not on the center of your tripod i have definitely that's another thing i've had definitely have experience with it is just more difficult the closer those objects come to you you just can't get those things to, to align up in a pano uh, stitch and your shot is ruined yeah Right. It it just makes it so much easier to be able to do a pano and have it work out when it's an L bracket. You take away a variable that's that that can really cause a problem. All right. So those were my three. What was the fourth one, Brand, that you thought of? Well, the the item that I have, uh, you have one here helpful for for portraits. Mm-hmm. Did 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 we already talk about no no shooting? I- I just want to, yeah, right. Okay. Let's let's go to that one. Let's go to that one. Um, no. So, okay. Yeah. Helpful for portraits. Cause as we go through those three items that we just went through, we have the, the, uh, stable portrait orientation, transition speed and panorama accuracy that feels like it may only apply to landscape photographers. And, and I could see an argument for like, yeah, it's probably more beneficial to landscape photographers than it is portrait photographers, people who are taking 
pictures of people, photographers taking pictures of people. But I do think there's an advantage here. So I, I kind of just wanted to walk through my experience with it because I'm doing the majority of my photography these days is portrait work. That's most of what I'm doing. I, I look forward to a time when I'm going to do more landscape and it's definitely in my plans. You know, when my when kids are out of the house and, and when I have more time to myself, I'm, I'm going to get out there. Me and my wife are going to go and we're going to travel around. We're going to, we're going to do some fun landscape photography. It's going to be great. I'm looking forward to it in a, in a big, big way. But for now, we are doing lots of portraits and I have fun with those too. I'm having a lot of fun with it. And so I have firsthand experience with like the difference in L bracket mix there. And if you're hand holding a camera, obviously there's really no advantage. Well, actually, I think there is a small advantage. It's it's small. <laughs> it's not a big advantage, but um, and it, it may be negated by the fact that like uh, an L bracket adds weight, it adds bulk, it adds cost. We're going to talk about all the downsides of the L bracket in just a second, but. Um, Here's where I think it helps. It's not going to make your camera more stable because you're hand holding the camera a lot. A lot of, of portrait photographers do that. It allows you to move around and and be fast and, and responsive. Um, in the cases where you do use a tripod, and I do shoot with a tripod when I do my volume team and individual photography with like the high school basketball team. Um, having consistency from shot to shot to shot is kind of a big deal. These, uh, you know, the athletes, especially in basketball, their height is kind of a big thing. And you want to be able to represent like the height of the person uh, in in the images that I'm creating, especially when it's like full team photos, then I want to be able to to represent the height accurately and not have the small point guard look like the big center (laughs) in the photo. (laughs) They're they want that to be reflected there. And so having the the right, um, you know, the the model standing at the right spot and the camera being held in the same spot and, and having the consistency is important there. So I do use it there. The L bracket helps. I do shoot portrait a lot for that portrait orientation for those shoots. And so that's it's tremendously helpful. But the other here's the other minor thing that's helpful for portraits. And that is um, with other release plates, most of the time those release plates are uh, much shorter, much narrower than the full width of your camera. They're, you know, between maybe a third to a quarter of the, the width of your camera. And when you go to handhold and you still have that release plate on, it gets a little awkward because you have like an uneven edge at the bottom of your camera to hold it in place. Awkward enough, I've definitely taken off release plates as I'm shooting. You know, I won't think about it and I start to handhold shoot and I'm like, oh, this release plate's just like in my way. It's awkward making the bottom of the camera uneven and I take it off and uh, and then inevitably like I've lost some release plates that, <laughs> that way because I'm mm-hmm. shooting and I had to cast that thing to the side and it's it's gone. I don't remember where I put it. And uh, and so when it's an L bracket, I don't feel like I have to take it off because it's the full width of the camera and it, it doesn't make anything awkward to be able to hold the camera and uh, and it's, it's great. And then if I need to put it on the tripod, it's there. I don't have to go find my release plate. Where did I put it and, and get it on the tripod and it's just it it helps a little bit in that way. So, so that's the other thing I wanted to argue was uh, it's even for portrait photographers. I I really think this is something worth having and just leaving on your camera a hundred percent of the time so you have it when you need it. All right, what do you think? Yeah, and, and to add just slightly to that, I think you kind of mentioned it, but. You know, when I'm hand holding, which I use my tripod almost all the time, but when I'm hand holding with this um with this bracket on there 
it does give me a kind of a sort of half grip almost for my left hand. If for some reason I need right. to carry it with my left hand, I need to position it with my left hand or whatever. It does give me something on the left side of the camera body for me to grip it with. And so the, it's certainly not a full on grip, but I have definitely used that many times as I'm positioning or whatever. Um, I'll hold it with the left side and, and that's a great handle for the, for doing handheld stuff. Perfect. Yes. So it kind of helps you to stabilize your handheld shots a little bit. All right. So the other one that I came up with is as I'm looking at mine here, I have it right here in front of me on my desk okay. and I've got a huge, massive scuff mark on the L bracket. Ah. So I wanted to come up with some kind of idea about protection okay. of some sort. Now, certainly this is not like a cage. If you were to look up a camera cage idea, it would be like an L bracket on steroids because it's the thing that goes. It's the same idea, except it goes all around the entire camera body and so that would be even more protection and it's more for videographers but i do recall on this one um basically i had a nice uh accident where it fell uh -huh. and onto a, a rocky surface and it happened to thank goodness it fell on the l bracket surface the l bracket side and it totally did not hurt my camera at all gotcha so because I got lucky in that, obviously, if it fell on the right-hand side of it, the L bracket would have been useless in that regard. But at least in this case, you know, I've got that nice big scratch on the L bracket to remind me there is a, a small amount of protection that can come into play when you're utilizing an L bracket. Nice. That is a great addition. I will add it to the show notes, the, the list there in the show notes, because that's totally fair. I don't think mine, I've had one yet, but uh, I I agree. It's, it's definitely like this, <laughs> it's it's this metal piece that you add to your camera. Yeah. So yeah, you can see how that's adding some protection. Yeah. Well, and mine is pretty beefy. I have the one by Pro Media Gear and it's pretty substantial. And when I first got it, I was kind of like, oh, I don't know if it, you know, because it made it just tougher to fit in my camera bag. Uh, but I was just like, I got used to it basically. And, and now it's, just part of the deal it's like it's almost like it's welded onto the camera it seems. <laughs> yeah. but uh, i can't remember the last time i took it off so right. perfect okay let's talk about some downsides now it's not all unicorns and rainbows here there, there are some yeah. downsides so let's talk about some downsides of an l bracket uh the first one is weight and bulk so we kind of referenced it a little bit here you're adding a metal piece and they're not super heavy they're not uh i how, they're not heavy enough. I even like if I was just holding it, I wouldn't really notice how it, it being there. But every little bit you add to your camera and your kit matters, right? It adds weight. And so uh, it adds up over all the different things that you're you're putting into your, your camera and your tripod and everything. It, it all just adds up. So it definitely adds weight and adds some bulk, especially like if you had a camera grip on your camera too and an L bracket, that, that can get pretty sizable. <laughs> <laughs> to yeah. hold it in your hands. So it definitely, that is, that can be a downside. Um, definitely, at, at least my experience so far, do you use a camera grip, Brent? Do you have, do you do that? No, I just have whatever is on the, the body itself. Yeah. Okay. So I, I don't usually use a camera grip either. In fact, I don't have a camera grip for any of my cameras. I have 
you know, shot uh, other photographers' cameras who were asking for help or settings or whatever, and um, have, and Im- it's immediately noticeable. I'm like, oh my gosh, this thing is huge when you have this grip on here. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you add on top of that an L bracket, that can get super sizable. And and I might consider taking the L bracket off if I used a grip regularly and and transitioned from tripod to handheld. It might be enough to convince me to do it. I don't know. I, I don't have a lot of experience with the both of them to know how. I'd feel about it. But the bulk addition with just the L bracket added to my cameras is not so much that I, I ever take it off. It stays on my camera all the time. Like you said, it may as well have been welded on there because I, I never take it off once I, once I put them on there. Um, but it is a factor, something to consider. Okay. Then the biggest factor, the biggest downside to the L bracket then is potentially the cost. Um, we mentioned don't go for the universal, which are more ex- the less expensive. Um, in fact, I'd probably say that it earns the the name of cheap <laughs> in yeah. those in those things. And cheap to me, it, it's a negative connotation on purpose. It's a negative connotation as I use it here on the show. Cheap means like poor build quality, not going to last you. It's it's just not worth buying that thing if it's cheap because you're going to be replacing it soon and it's just pouring money down the drain and it's probably not going to actually perform its role like it needs to and that's how i would classify uh every universal bracket i've ever used and uh every universal bracket i've ever heard of used that's the consensus i get from everybody so um there is a cost to it now so there there's various things um one of the most popular brands of L brackets that I've heard from other photographers is really right stuff. And I think it makes sense. A lot of them prefer really right stuff, tripod legs and really right stuff, ball heads. And it goes, goes, keeps going up the camera to the really right stuff L bracket. And they just add that on top. Uh, but they can be pretty pricey. All of the really right stuff is, it's super high quality and you're going to pay for that quality for sure. So, uh, in our, a really right stuff L bracket for my Canon 80D, for example, it was 150 bucks to be able to get that. It's, mm. and it's rarely in stock. Um, I actually haven't had an L bracket for my Canon 80D for a long time because I couldn't find one built specifically to it. Um, when the 90D came out, they had L brackets. I could find them for the 90D. And one of my the things I was going to do was like check the dimensions of the camera to see if they're the same so that that would work. Like we talked about earlier, I could just buy the one that's built for the 90D and put it on the 80D and have it work fine. Um, but I, I actually had a listener uh, point me to an, another vendor that I'd never used before for this. I've used them for th- some other things and found one. So I'm going to tell you a couple of vendors that I like. And then Brent, I want you to share some vendor options that that you have had either personal experience with or you've seen other photographers do well with. Um, My two are Sunway Photo. So it's Sun, S-U-N, Way, W-A-Y, and then F-O-T-O instead of P-H-O-T-O. Sunway Photo all together um, in the company is the name of it. They sell a lot of stuff on Amazon, and uh, I've had very good success with Sunway Photo L brackets. So I have one for my 70 Mark II, and I have I just barely got one for my new Canon R6. Both of them were about 50 bucks, so about a third of the cost. So not super inexpensive. There are definitely less expensive options. Again, I don't know that how well they'll hold up if they're under that kind of cost 
uh, threshold. But then the one that I finally did find that was made specific for my Canon 80D, and I just barely got it and put it on, and I'm very happy with, is from a company called Small Rig. So that's altogether small and then Rig R I G. And I bought other stuff from Small Rig in the past. They make some really cool uh, clamps that you can use on your tripod. Uh, like column of your tripod so that you can get some other arms to hold like uh, battery packs or um, other accessories you might need held up with your camera um, so that it it can all be kind of mounted there to your tripod. So I've, I've got some of that stuff that's helped me with things that I need to do. And uh, I didn't realize they even made L brackets until this listener pointed them to me. And, and I was like, oh, and they have one for the ADD and it was only 45 bucks. So it was actually 35, nice. 35 to buy it and 45 or $10 shipping to buy it from smallrig.com. And uh, it was great. So super high quality. And the the advantage that these small rig L brackets have is they've got some um, some screw holes manufactured into the L bracket that allow you to attach some of their arms to the L bracket. So you can add mic holders and other little things to your L bracket to make it so that you can really get get that to to work well. So it's pretty cool. I I really really like it. I'm very pleased with it and they're inexpensive but not cheap. <laughs> Meaning the quality is still there. They do a very good job for what they're of what they're supposed to do and uh, and I really liked them. So those are those are some of them that I've really liked. Brent, what uh what have you what brands are you familiar with or would you recommend? Yeah, if I were buying today, I would probably really seriously look at the small rig stuff because they have these items I mentioned before called cages that are more used in the video industry. But yeah, they've got these uh, tripod mount compatible holes all over the place. That And so basically, it's a quarter inch bolt with 20 threads per inch. And you can just attach so many different things to it if you needed to do that. What I'm using right now is... Pro Media Gear, and when I look at their website, um, the the device I have now is one twenty nine ninety five, and they do have one for the ninety eighty and seventy D. So the same plate works for same uh, L bracket works for all those different models. Okay, good. But what what's interesting on that one for theirs, they actually have on the top of the portion that goes up on the left hand side of the camera they have what they call a cold shoe so you could mount a flash there and that would just take it slightly off the center of the camera right and i think i find that interesting i haven't seen one yet uh, because mine doesn't have that and i just never thought of putting one there but um a lot of the options they have actually have a cold shoe mount there if you wanted to put a flash or some other compatible product connected to it but the interesting thing, uh, one thing I like about my L bracket that I'm using, and the reason, another reason we haven't ta- really talked about too much, I don't think, uh, for the idea of not getting the the generic ones, but getting the specifically styled ones, uh, your ADD has that flippy screen on it, right? Yes, yes, right. And yep. if you do a flippy screen with a generic L bracket, you're likely going to have some problems exactly. where you can't use that flippy screen to the full extension that it's designed to be used and that would just annoy me and that did annoy me because back many many moons ago when i had the the gear rental company i had an add i think it was and i had one of those generic ones for it and it kept banging into that into that l bracket and to the point where i nearly broke the screen one time i was Uh like nope i can't do it i took it off and never put it on again 
And so that's one thing to be thinking about. But the other thing is just the access to your battery compartment, maybe the access to the on the left hand side. You know, a lot of our cameras have access ports, whether it's uh, USB or HDMI or anything along those lines. And it can still be a little bit difficult to get to, but at least you can still open them and use those when you're on this custom item, uh, this custom L bracket. Yep. And I think to just a couple of weeks ago when I was in class or last week, I can't remember, but I was in class with my students. I have um, what we call intermediate photography, but mostly it's all in the studio. And so I have I shoot tethered. And so I have it connected via cable going directly into my computer. So it shows up in Lightroom as I'm shooting and we talk over the shots. And I could not do that without an L bracket because there's no way in my opinion anyway, that that USB 3, not the USB-C, but the the standard flat sort of USB 3 connection that my Canon 5D4 has, that's a very weak connection. Yeah. And so to keep that plugged in consistently is a real pain in the rear. But with my L bracket, I just tape that cord right to the L bracket and that thing is solid and I never have to worry about it. So a little bit of gaffer's tape and uh, and you're good to go. Uh, with just having that be a nice solid connection as I'm walking around the studio. And then my cable is like, I don't know, 15 feet long or whatever it is. And so as I'm walking around the studio, I've got a little bit of flexibility as I'm doing the shoot and showing the students what's going on uh, as we're shooting and modifying the lights and such. So that's another good reason for, I would say, for the L bracket is just a few of those kind of use cases in, 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 that are particular to my use, but you know that you might find, listeners might find, use cases for the some something similar as well yeah this is another advantage of the small rig brand uh i which i didn't know until i got this was those same machined screw holes they have them positioned around on the uh, left hand side of it so that you can actually buy a little a little mounting bracket thing from them that also will hold those cables in place so no right. ga- no gaffers tape or anything you just you put the cable in and then you you put these this little uh holder in there and it just keeps it right secure in there it's awesome to be able to have that so i'm going to be yep. buying some more small rig stuff <laughs> yep my pro media gear has a b- bunch of those holes as well for yeah. mounting additional things so uh it would even be compatible with this one um i just haven't gotten to that point yeah. yet <laughs> yeah so that's great okay now the other cost thing not only do you have to buy the bracket and again we're recommending the uh, bracket engineered specific to your camera model um you may run into we've alluded to this before you might have to replace your ball head too so if if you are using one of those less expensive tripods and it has that custom kind of release plate that's not arca swiss your l mount uh, bracket's not going to fit into that release plate at all you know you won't be able to attach it to your ball head and I didn't realize that when I I remember when I when I was convinced I need to spend the money on an L bracket, and I first I did it and then I got it and then it didn't occur to me until I tried to put the camera onto the tripod. I was like, wait, <laughs> this isn't gonna fit. How what what do I do here? And then I was like, well. Do they make like an adapter? <laughs> do I need yeah. do I need an adapter that'll adapt the L bracket to the release plate? And that's when I figured out no, it's because I need I need a ball head that has an Arca Swiss mount for the camera. And then the L bracket just fits in there beautifully. That's it's it all fits together nice. So if you if you have a tripod ball head 
that does not ha- is not Arca Swiss. Now you're going to have to replace the ball head, and in some cases, depending on how inexpensive or how, how cheap that tripod is, you might not be able to just replace the ball head. You might have to just replace the whole thing. And we've done shows on tripods and ball heads, and so you can go go search either at masterphotographypodcast.com or phototacopodcast.com, and uh, there's some good recommendations for some alternatives there. So yeah, it turned into like like I spent the fifty bucks to get the L bracket, and then I had to go spend like uh, I think it was $150 on a Suray ball head. Um, so it was it ended up being a lot more money than I expected just because I didn't realize that those things weren't compatible. So but it's worth it. <laughs> it's totally worth it. Uh, all right. Well anything else we should say about L brackets, Brent? Did we did we cover it? I think that's probably th- th- pretty much it. You know, just looking at um again referencing mine is is the only one I have uh, access to at the moment, but there is an option on the bottom. I've got two uh, little screw bolt type items that will loosen up the L item, mm-hmm. if you will, the part that goes up on the left hand side of the camera. Mm-hmm. And I can totally remove that item, so it's only going to be the lower base plate. Or I can tighten those down. It looks like it would extend at least an inch and a half. So if for some reason I needed that extra space to raise the camera up an inch and a half or to separate this thing out from the camera body, that would give me the space I need to access the, you know, the controls. The, I have a flash item, the USB, the HDMI. Uh, I could easily open those items up. But I do need an Allen wrench to loosen that, so it's not something that's a quick release or anything like that. But that is kind of a function that can help. And then also um, it has little uh, indicators that shows me exactly where the center of the sensor is so uh, the the imaging sensor so if i were to be doing some very precision based work and i needed precise measurements then i can know exactly where the center of my imaging sensor is and get things repeatable in that kind of fashion so if that's important to you then this this device has that already built right in you're right i totally it, it is helpful it is helpful to be able to make sure that you know exactly where the center point is of the camera again kind of going to to the panorama accuracy it helps with that it helps to be able to make sure that you're cool. you're going to be panning around the center it's cool yep all right Let's go to doodads of the week. I mean, you might think our L brackets are the doodads already, and we could have gone with that. But but I wanted <laughs> to add us. one because uh, I needed this this week. Um, okay, so I've I've had I've been doing a ton of testing. I've been promising this to listeners for forever, both here and on Photo Taco, about some a, um, autofocus micro adjust testing I'm doing. I, I'm using. Uh, some software, uh, Rikon Focal software, and I'm I'm testing like crazy. I'm I'm including the Tamron Tap In utility that allows you to like set some autofocus micro adjust in the lens itself, and and I'm getting through a ton of testing. It's taking forever. Um, I didn't realize what I needed to do, and and it's it's big, but. I will share with that as soon as it's done. I'm still like I have my camera shooting as we speak and doing some more tests so that I can get this go going. And to do it, part of my setup for this testing is I, I needed a way to like have my laptop be near the camera and be able to move the camera around and yet still have it USB tethered. 
And um, and I, I was like rigging up boxes or chairs with boxes to hold my laptop at near the camera. And I was like, no, I need I need to get something real now <laughs> for this so that my laptop doesn't take a plunge off of a box and, and get ruined. Uh, so I bought a little inexpensive tripod mount that has it may, has like a 15 inch top so that I can put my laptop on top of that. It's just a flat little thing with a with a thread on the bottom so it'll screw onto the tripod legs. So really simple, but it makes it so that I can now have my my laptop very near my camera and run the cable between the two and, and do all this testing. Um, challenge was my MacBook Pro has only two USB-C ports and I need more than that for, for what I'm doing. And that means I have to have, use my USB-C hub and it was just like dangling from the top of this. And it would come loose enough that it would lose the connection and, you know, kill all the tests that I was doing. And I needed to find something that would like make the US mount the USB-C hub to this tripod base or something. And I, there are some solutions. There are some hardware things. There's some stuff that will like make a little shelf for you or they're, it, they're all expensive. I even asked uh, like for suggestions and, and all of the solutions I had tether tools, make some stuff, but they're outrageously priced for what I need. I'm like, I'm not paying that kind of money for this. And, um, and so the best suggestion I had was just use some gaffers tape and, you know, tape the USB-C dongle or hub to the, the base of the thing. And that's exactly what I did. And it's beautiful. Yeah. Works great. So, uh, my gaffer power premium grade gaffer tape is what I'm going to recommend. It's, it's $18 for a roll that is two inches wide and 30 yards long. And uh, so very inexpensive. It's beautiful stuff. Doesn't leave like sticky residue and it really holds and it's, it's great. So there's lots of different brands. This is just like, I wanted to make sure I got one that was fairly inexpensive because I, I don't have a, a massive need for it. And uh, it's, this does the job. It's really good. Sweet. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my doodad is something I'm pretty sure we have mentioned. Others have mentioned in the past as a doodad. I'm just going to bring it up again because I bought three of them for the school. <laughs> and that is the Godox TT600 flash and and the radio trigger that goes along with it um, or can go along with it. So the flash is like less than $50. Yep. And the radio trigger, and it's got a radio receiver built in already. Yep. And then the radio, the trigger or the receiver, the transmitter that fits onto your camera is like $35. And you can get them special made for Canon, Nikon, Sony, Fujifilm, and Olympus. So you have one flash that can basically be your TTL flash for any of these different systems. And it's pretty brilliant because it's so stinking cheap. And so I bought three of the flash units and three of the wireless triggers because I've got students that are shooting Canon, Nikon, and Sony. And I even have one shooting Fujifilm, but he's using a generic system. Um, so anyway, I, I got some of those and just set them up the other day uh, so we can use them. And they're just brilliant little things. And I know I'm going to – the next time I need flashes, this is absolutely where I'm going for my own stuff too because – they're just super easy to use, and you just have to in the in the in the little booklet that it comes with. Uh, for me, I had to uh, go past all the Chinese language stuff and get to the English language <laughs> right, stuff. Right, right. Once I got to the English, it was like, okay, now I know what I'm doing, <laughs> and it's just amazing. It's really nice, very affordable. Uh, seems to be working really well, and um, just really love it. 
Yep, perfect. Uh, these are my top recommendation for photographers who want to get into Flash. It's been that way for about three years now, and I have written up everything about them over at phototacopodcast.com. I'll put a link in the show notes, but you can just hit budget gear is a menu option at the top, and then there's a Flash kit recommendation. And these make up my base Flash kit recommendation for anyone who wants to get into Flash photography. They're the, some of the best. I switched from Young Newell was the recommendation I had before these. Um, this system is uh, is better because there's more room for growth. You'll buy that radio trigger, and then um, if you ever want to get uh, bigger lights, if you want to get into something that's that's a little better, uh, more power, I should say, in Godox, they have a lot of room for you to grow and buy some yeah. bigger lights, and it it's awesome. So it's a great way to get in and make sure you're not like throwing away your investment because you have. Uh, infinite possibilities to be able to grow and add more lights to it. So it's perfect. Yeah. And they go, you know, the super benefit is, well, one benefit is they go all the way down to 128th power, which is seven stops difference in, in the light power. And so I like that versus a lot of them are only six stops difference. But just being able to control that, because what I have in the past and what I still have some of is the generic system where all it does is just a stupid thing where it says, okay, the camera went off fire the flash Mm -hmm. and so if you want to control the power of the flash you have to walk over to the flash and you have to adjust the flash not with this no you set it on that little device that's only 35 dollars the power of the flash and if you've got a canon system and you get the canon related one then you have the ttl metering possibility too but i teach everything manual so rotating a dial and it just powers up or powers down your flash power is just it's awesome. It is totally good. Yep. I love it. All right. Well, uh, let's remind everyone masterphotographypodcast.com is the home for the show. If you want to go and, and check out the show notes or anything that we talked about and links to, um, and then our Facebook group master photography podcast, you can just search in Facebook for, for it. And you do have to request to join the group. We want to keep it to listeners only. We don't want to have bots or spammers. We, in fact, we, I've, I had to kick out a spammer this last week. So, um, mm. we, we watch that and we want to keep the community to just listeners. So you have to name a host on the show and that, uh, for, from this episode, that'd be Jeff or Brent. You can just put a first name. That's all it takes is answering the question with a host who's actually been on and we'll know you're a listener and we'll let you in. So it's pretty simple, but if you don't answer the question, you don't get in. And I still turn away probably 10 or 15 requests a week <laughs> of people that just, they don't answer the question. So uh, I know they're not a listener. You can find my work over at jsharmanphotos.com or you can check out my other podcast. That's phototacopodcast.com for uh, a little bit more like technology focused sorts of podcast episodes and, um, and, and check that out. Uh, my Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter links will all be in the show notes to Brent. Where can people find you? My main website, just my name, brentbergherm.com, and you can also find me at latitudephotographypodcast.com. That's uh, my show where I focus on the interests for travel outdoor photographers, and I've got a show coming up about a New York City street photographer and his work on the New York City subway from 1975 to 1985. He still shoots. It's just he published a book, and uh, it's really interesting stuff. And uh, I encourage you to head on over there and see everything else we got. We got so many good things over there. Uh, You can find me on Instagram and YouTube as well. Just search for my name. Very good. All right. Thanks so much, Brent, for joining me, taking the time today to come and talk L brackets. It was fun. It was great. All right. We'll see you all again in another seven days.